0: Welcome to the live lunch. I'm going to hand over to Johan and Joel. Yeah. Sorry. I'm just, I'm too excited. Yeah. To he's live, he's <laughs> trying to go live on his personal Instagram account. <laughs> I don't understand.
1: For the, the 5,000 followers <laughs> that you have, mm-hmm. who are constantly awaiting glorious right. of yeah. wisdom from their the leader. Of course they are. Welcome to live lunch with Johan Philip, and Joel Virgo. Uh, we are based in Brighton at Emmanuel Church, Joel Virgo Leeds. Uh, Emmanuel Church in Brighton and we are very grateful for your leadership. <laughs> I, th- I don't know why I said that, I think it just that just came out. Uh, I, because I programmed you to say it. Did you? Yeah. I think yeah. you, you just yeah. look, looked in my eyes. I have buttons under this chair that make you
0: say affirming things like you do. That. You might have noticed,
1: to the keen observer, that we've changed location. but uh, well, we have changed location. And why have we changed location? I think we just... We, we, some different we like artwork. to keep it
0: fresh, keep it, keep it
1: wild, <laughs> and just... It's <laughs> hard to predict. I think one of those sharp lines is Everything, everything changes. changes. Everything changes. Absolutely. Everything changes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Clothes. Everything. But the length of the sermon speech. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I should. know this. It changes
0: a little. Yeah. But goes it, up. It goes up. It gets goes longer. It gets longer. Yeah. That will keep. But within the yeah, in time, yeah. it will be the proper length.
1: Yeah. Shout out if you joined us um, for this live lunch. The point of this whole our time together is to really unpack some of the things that Joel spoke about on Sunday. This Sunday we looked at the topic of forgiveness. We're going through the Apostles' Creed at Emmanuel, uh, twelve part series, looking at the various lines yes. within the creed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so what
0: did you... 70 second summary, 30 second summary on, on forgiveness. forgiveness? Yeah, so we, we were talking about the the need for forgiveness. So forgiveness is like a... a um, a nice idea um, and, a, and a pleasant idea but being forgiven um, especially forgiven by God for sins um, maybe seems a, a a bit irrelevant what is sin I mean, most of us don't know of sin these days as a real thing in our lives uh, it might come up as a as a as a sort of a you know my phone when I try to put in the word forgiveness off it doesn't come up with sin it comes up with other suggestions like Simon, like S-I, it didn't even come up with sin after I put S-I, so it's just not out there as a word, you know, if the phones don't know how to predict a word, then suggest something. What is sin? So we spent more time talking about that, because if you don't know that you need forgiveness, if you don't need, if you don't feel like you've sinned, or feel like there is such a thing as sin. Do you you ever
1: feel like you've sinned and you need forgiveness?
0: (laughs) When, I, when I'm around you, I particularly do. Oh, right. Just, just, oh. It's because, because of my holiness and yeah, my right. my standard you, of purity. It's just a certain aura that you yeah. possess, which makes me kind of uncomfortable. You feel you have sinful thoughts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I will yeah. Okay, violent, violent <laughs> hateful
0: ones, but... Okay. No. Moving on. Sorry. Cool, we, we can move on. Yeah. But then, anyway, if you if you know that you're a sinner, you know you need forgiveness. Yeah. That's the big thing in reality. Most people... the. the most of us don't really know ourselves as sinners we just don't think quite like that and so what we start there before yeah. we really think about forgiveness brilliant uh just before we we begin we, you usually recommend a book yeah. for us do I, you have i tell any you what I, I was thinking about forgiveness as a practical thing in our lives and um I, it, there's a book that i came across recently called how to be free from bitterness um i i was reading it after i spent some time with you <laughs> So sorry, um, how to be free from bitterness? Uh, it's by a man called Jim Wilson. Uh, sorry, it's not know why that's funny. Um, it's not. It's not funny. That's why no. it's not funny. Um, so G- Jim Wilson. It's a. It's a very good book. It's. Uh, it's just a, a very wise book on how to live your life free from the power of bitterness and resentment. And. Um, uh, <laughs> I feel like we we've gone on this rabbit hole, where Every time we see the same thin and looking at yeah. resentment, and it just seems wrong. So i I, I look the other way. Megan, <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you think about bitterness and resentment, do you need real help, practical help? Sometimes we go through parts of our lives where we need to be free from it, and I think Jim Wilson's book, How to Be Free from Bitterness, is just really good. He's a, he's a nice kind of granddad in America, and he just he just he's got some real wisdom. I can tell you stories from the book which are really helpful. We've got time, but it's a good book. Well, book. Why
1: don't you tell us some stories from your life? Uh, because I don't have any yeah. of actually forgiving anyone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, he he tells one story, I'll do it really quick. He was in an argument with his wife, like and just like this like anyone would be, just like in a in a kind of battle of, of <laughs> yeah. where, where you, you you just if you live with someone, you're married to someone, you're friends with someone, whoever, whatever your situation, where you just get into tight levels of frustration and anger with them. And he he knew he had to forgive her. And so he starts praying. And he does what Jesus says: pray for, pray for your enemies, you know, pray for the one that you're in disagreement with. He starts praying, and then he gets up on his knees after praying on his knees to go and forgive her. And he said, "I'll go. I've done it. I've got through. I'll forgive her, and I'll tell her why she was wrong as well." And as soon as he said that, he knew that he hadn't forgiven her, so he had to get back on his knees. And he's finally ready to go and properly, properly forgive her. Now I'm going to go and tell her like, I'm really sorry. I was wrong, but she was wrong too. Then he gets back and on his, so he, he's just <laughs> until he got to the point where he got off his knees and he knew he wasn't to say about what she got wrong. That was the whole point. He was supposed to release her and that wasn't, you know, he was properly forgiving her was to just, set, just properly let go of that need to justify himself. And uh, that's just a great practical story. Um,
1: and then he went from his wife and she was like, Do you know what, I was wrong. Well, and let's hope the story me. like that. Yeah, I, um, I hope did. yeah, maybe, but you'll have to read the book. Great. Thanks. Uh, we will put a link to that book uh, yeah. at, at the bottom of this video when we finish. Yeah. Oh, hello. I we think have we have some. Okay, lunch. we can start. Now this podcast oh, time is oh, all right.
0: oh, oh, yes. Bring it in. Oh, yes. We'll go Fantastic. Yes. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks everybody. Excellent. Very good. Okay, good Daniel. Stuff. So these things have been flown in. Yeah, they've been flown in straight from um, <laughs> well, this coffee from <laughs> Sweden. All right. <Fair laughs> Thank <there>, <laughs> Thank you. Is How
1: you. come he gets to fly while I get him real <laughs> I thought your coffee preference was Americana. Oh, oh, wow. Wow. Sandwiches. oh wow! Oh of made oh, fresh
0: wow. downstairs at the Villas. Excellent. Check it out. At the Villas. At the Villas. At, at the Villas. At, at the Villas. villas. <laughs> Excellent sandwiches <laughs> made for you at the Villas. Follow look on Instagram. Bye! Thank you. Bye, guys. Bless you guys, Great oh, will be your you reward. Too. Thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. So that's the villas,
1: everybody. Funny okay, yeah. cigarette would be their, their reward. I think they're expecting us to pay for this meal. <laughs> and the exact price. In that case, in the that case they've received all their reward. <laughs> <coughs> Whatever
0: price this, sell on as their reward. Wow, I feel it's like there is it, quite a, a selection, selection of, yeah. of see sandwiches. If I can like eat any of this without making a buffoon of myself, Yeah, probably not. I've picked up the, oh, the all-time favourite, the ham and cheese toasties. This is has it. got pesto mm. in it. Megan, do you want can be shared these around. We need, Definitely. yeah. Please do, because I can't. Do mm-hmm.
1: you drink? Do you have any uh, sugar in your coffee? No. No. Goodness. No. Good man. Good man. Goodness me. You. Uh, um, I do not need to forgive I'm you. Righteous. Of that sin of putting Amen. sugar in your coffee. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's I think, get, shall we just let's let's, let's, let, let's answer the questions and then we can get to the uh, the questions from our audience they might, have, they might just want to know a lot of things. So let's yeah, simply yeah. get into it. Amen. Um, one of the questions that people ask me when we talk about uh, a God who forgives uh, and the whole concept of forgiveness is why do we even need forgiveness? Why can't... I'm, I'm listening. Why can't God just wave a magic forgiveness wand mm. and forgive everybody? Mm. Why mm. this whole, uh, if he's such a loving uh, God who looks after his children, mm. why mm. this whole justice yeah. and, and punishment? Why not just forgive him? Mm. Don't. Wake up the next
0: morning Very good. in paradise. So we, we tend to think of forgiveness um, as easy until we have to forgive someone. You know? I think C.S. Lewis said that. Everybody likes forgiveness until you actually have the, the, the troublesome task of actually having to do it. And then we realize this isn't easy at all. Um, people love forgiveness but hate forgiving because um, it is hard to really forgive someone is, is a painful battle you know, some, for some people it, it feels too painful some people say I, I, I never can forgive and frankly I, I, I almost I, you know, I understand I can, I, can, I can relate very much to that in, in you think about some of the, the things people would be called upon to forgive it, it's, it almost seems wrong to suggest Forgiving to say, yeah. why, why would you ask me to forgive them for that? Yeah. So forgiveness is a is a traumatizing thing if we understand it properly and we're not just sentimental about it and flat and cheap. And the, the, the problem is that we, we tend to be flat and cheap. We pretend we, we tend to uh, distort the proportions and think about our sin, our wrongdoing, our our guilt, our shame, our our, our debt towards God as trivial. And that's 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 going to be for all kinds of reasons. But but whatever reasons they are, we we are out of all proportion. We don't understand. We simply we are blinded as to the real level of debt um, that we we have to clear with God. The real nature of our sin and our guilt before God is is way bigger uh, than we automatically naturally imagine. And there are stories in the Bible of people coming into a shocking awareness of their sin when they meet god in a, in a very sort of vivid way so like peter one of the disciples i mean jesus does a miracle Fe- you know, loads of fish get caught miraculously in, a, in, a, in, a, in an incident on the lake fishing and Peter's response is to say get away from me I'm a sinful man he's suddenly aware he's in the presence of God and it terrifies him and it's that's the natural response for someone who really needs the real God not the, the made up gods that we, we make up all the time the real one will make us feel a little uncomfortable to say the least anyway all that to say sin is bigger than we thought mm-hmm. so to just say oh just why doesn't God just forgive us all mm-hmm. it suggests that we haven't quite seen the, the nature of the problem when we forgive someone, really, it costs us. It's painful, and you could say that's what the cross is all about. That's in. That's one of the big things that's in there when it comes to explain the cross. Mm. The cost of forgiveness is is, is uh, part of the reason for the cross. Mm. Uh, the, the sheer level of pain that, that, that God was going through that that uh, that couldn't be answered by a cheap, you know, blank decision. And in reality, life's like that. You know. It, if you if you if you're betrayed by a husband if if, your, if a husband goes off and, and commits adultery and then just says well you've got to forgive me I'm back now I've come home and, and really you, you're a nice Christian lady you ought to forgive me he doesn't understand what forgiveness is he doesn't understand the nature of his sin and what's involved in forgiveness is the healing of a relationship that's one of the big things that's part of the practice uh, a relationship needs to be healed on real terms. So, for someone to actually to be truly, thoroughly forgiven and the relationship to be healed, there needs to be an understanding of some of the pain, some of the the, the uh, hurt. So, oh, I guess that makes me think
1: it, forgiveness doesn't equate to to forgetting what somebody has done. Uh, a, yeah, and, and yet we can. You can almost push, stir people towards, no, no, just forget their iniquity and, and forget their sin, forget their shortcoming, forget the, the pain and the, the angst that they might have caused you through whatever horrible wrong thing or whatever thing they've done. And again, I speak from somebody who's, who's also done wrong and, and I think the default is, well, just forget what I did because we've been forgiven, but that's not what
0: it is. I, mean, I guess forgetfulness, there's an intentional forgetfulness in forgiveness. That's suggested in places like Jeremiah thirty one where God talking about his intention to forgive his people says, I will remember their sins. Mm. not
1: no, I will it, forget them.
0: Sorry? It doesn't say I will forget them. No, quite he says I will remember them no more. Mm. Choosing. So in quite so it's not just a sort of a, a, a kind of a n- sort of absent mindedness. Mm. You know, I've forgotten most of the stuff I learned in, in maths at school, but yeah, it's not I, that it's, <laughs> you haven't. So teaching afterwards, but 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 God deliberately chooses to remember it no more. Um, and I think that is part of forgiving—that we we are to not bring things to mind, we are not to ruminate over them. If, if you're still playing the tapes in your head of what was done to you, then there's still some forgiving to do because there is a there's a forgetting. I think that. Um, there are questions nevertheless that that come next like what about the situation where it's there's a responsibility for the sake of the wider society maybe even the, the person in need of forgiveness themselves whereby we we mustn't forget because there's danger if we do uh, I, you know if someone if someone um, is rude to me in the street and 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 uh, and i'm called to forgive them i should treat them as if it never happened I should forget. I should treat in my heart, I should think, I- I'm going to... Treat. But there are certain situations where, no, no, no. We don't forget because we care. Yeah. And to love someone is perhaps the key point. How am I loving the person that's hurt me? How am I loving the sinner? How am I loving the enemy? Some people, you love them by not forgetting because the best thing for them is that you protect them from themselves. Somebody who's a, uh, a serial... Um, uh, Say, or you've got got significant issues of, of habit, habitual sin, maybe somebody even, you know, someone who's involved in child abuse. Yeah, we want to offer forgiveness in Christ as we can, but we're not going to say, well, therefore, we, we will you know, be involved in any various work of, of, of children's work in the church, that's cool. No, no, there's obviously there are, there are things to handle. So, there's the way to love someone. What's the, the best question is how we love this person. Mm. Actually, sometimes you love someone by saying no to them, and I think that's not the best thing for you. We love you too much. Uh, another question I had
1: before we jump to any OG's questions, or uh, anything that Megan might have for us is If we've been forgiven of our sins, once and for all it's done, punishment has been has been done, uh, Jesus took it all on the cross and Why do we have to ask for forgiveness uh, again and again, or even why do we have
0: to? Well, yeah. I, I guess,
1: why do you forgive? I get that, but why do, why do I need to ask for forgiveness? If I know I'm forgiven.
0: Yeah, so so I'm righteous. That's what we preach. That's what the Bible says. You know, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Um, that's Romans 8:1. There is no condemnation. But then Jesus says, When you pray, say, forgive me my sins. Yeah. And, and, and in fact, the Bible suggests in a few other places that you know, if we sin, um, we confess our sins and he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins receiving forgiveness from God is an ongoing thing for sure in the Bible for the Christian even the one who's in Christ who is therefore not condemned there's still an ongoing need for receiving forgiveness how do these two things work together I think it's a really good question it's, it could confuse us if we're not if we're not clear the, the the best way I think perhaps to summarize it is to see it's as though you you relate to God uh, as, as a judge and as a father that, that, I mean, that's that's a simple way to put it. But they're both biblical. Uh, God, God is God is our judge, and we do stand before Him ultimately in terms of the, the statement of whether we're guilty or not guilty. But there's such a thing as being righteous before the judge, but still working out our relationship with the Father. So God, the judge, who is it? Who is my Father? <laughs> has declared me not guilty. I'm before before the, all things before God. I'm righteous. I'm in Christ. How can I be guilty if I'm in the righteous one? I'm not guilty, and yet every day I sin. Does that mean God says, well, let's, let's just sort of ignore the fact that you sin. We, we, we won't bother with that stuff. No, God loves me, again, too much to do that. He wants to not just declare me righteous legally. He wants to help me become more righteous daily because he's such a good father. So every day... Short accounts with God. I, I thank you that you forgive me already, but let me bring to you my my daily. Let me confess my sins. You forgive me for this. I I think it's interesting as a little P.S. to this that when Jesus teaches the Lord's Prayer, he doesn't start off by saying, "Oh Father, our Father in heaven, forgive us our sins." We would do that. That's the normal Christian. The normal Christian thinks, "I'd better start by getting the decks clear." Jesus does not teach that. Jesus teaches instead. A lot of other prayers, Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. It's all about Him. It's about how great He is. It, it lifts us. And then later on, it's forgive us our sins. Yeah. It's like when you've already got a view of who He is, He's your Father, yeah. you're secure, then you can deal with your sins without yeah. being buried. Probably. But you start yeah. with, it, with a secure place. Yeah.
1: Confession is so important, isn't it? I think we need, I just find you, well, I confess the few times that I have to confess. In a few okay, times? Other, Once a year? Many times that oh. I confess. Uh, just to me, just you. No. When I call you, you stand in front of a mesh. That's right. You know. Yeah, yeah. We've got um, one of those. We're installing them actually. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Going through the creed. We've changed everything. Next really line, really. aren't you doing? we really preaching in Latin in this fashion. last uh, sermon on the creed. Do you, wear, like, yeah. do you wear like
0: robes and something? Well, I often do. do you? Yeah. Yeah. But, but okay. I, I don't. I don't feel courageous enough to go out with them. But, but yeah, I will. Okay. One ready. day. <laughs> with the dog collar. Absolutely, like Darth Vader. Maybe. Yeah. We've got less than 10 minutes now. Sorry, yeah, sorry Thank okay. okay. you, um, Well, yeah, just after we you were saying, um, someone called Susan has said, and um, how true that is, she was prepped and primed for a preach about why we should forgive, and instead, most of the preach was about how wild God's forgiveness of us is. Mm. And she was, yeah, she was really happy about that. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm um, glad that it came across like that, and not yeah. just that <laughs> <it was laughs> we good. didn't plan the zone probably. Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly right. It's getting that view first before we start. Yeah, it's really good. Um, okay, we just had a question in from Claire Finn. She says, I think I get confused about generational sin. What is it and why would sins slash curses from past generations have an effect on me? Wow. Would that not be dealt with at the cross? Yeah. Um, Great question. Yeah. I'd, I'd be interested in... Um, I guess it's one of those things that it's worth being able to talk out, talk out in terms of the particular situations um, with, a, with others in the church who can, who can pray such things through with you. But um, th- this is a little bit like the question, how, how come I'm declared righteous but I still need to carry on asking for forgiveness? Mm-hmm. I suppose that stuff that's in the past, whether we've done it or it's been done to us, or it's been done in previous generations it all comes under the category of what Jesus has defeated at the cross um, it's it's finished and he, he it literally means everything you know, it's finished it's completely uh, over and so even things I mean, we, we are we're <coughs> a mysterious territory when we start talking about curses and and stuff that we inherit which it's hard to understand all of that, except to say that the Bible seems to make it make it a, a, a whole. There, there is stuff there that we, we don't completely understand it, but it must be true given the fact that we inherit sin from from <clears throat> from our first fathers, uh, from our from our you know, from Adam. So, if that's the case, then. Yeah, there's, there's the possibility that things are going to work themselves out in families. And I think that's one of the things that helps us understand some of the difficult passages, like in Exodus 34, where God is revealed to Moses in a spectacular, wonderful, gracious way. And he has this me- a meeting with God where he hears the name of the Lord, and he re- he's referred to as uh, slow to anger, uh, compassionate, gracious, kind, uh, steadfast, Abounding in steadfast love, all these wonderful things. But then goes on to say, <coughs> "Will not, will not acquit the guilty, but will um, punish even unto further generations." And that's a, that's a, a little bit of a freaky passage to read. You think, well, what does that mean? Does that mean that people get punished for things that previous generations have done? Mm-hmm. The Bible doesn't actively teach that. In, in fact, in many ways, it explicitly teaches the opposite. Like in Ezekiel, where it's like for the for the for the sins of one person, people get just for the sins in their own life. But nevertheless, we do inherit the impact of other people's decisions all the time. Mm. Um, in a way, that's that's the only way to understand how sad it you know, little children that that grow up with, with HIV/AIDS in, um, in 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 developing world countries. Just is hideous thing to think. You know, think is that is that the baby's fault? Is that because the baby did that? No, sadly, it's the it's the inheritance of the sins and the, the, the things that come in previous generations and further <clears throat> back. We're all like that. We've all inherited sicknesses and sins and so on and impact from other. The, the truth is that Jesus, when he declared it is accomplished, it is finished, he was able to, to confirm liberty and deliverance for all of his people. Anyone who belongs to Jesus is ultimately free from those things. But the journey into knowing and enjoying the freedom from that, it can sometimes be a, a battle in people's lives. It can sometimes require some deliberate time and attention and prayer um, and, and to work that out and to enjoy the freedom from it. And mm-hmm. you know, I've seen a lot of that in my own life, things that you think, am I ever going to be free from this challenge, this battle, this problem, this situation? And sometimes you've you, you got to keep trusting God and praying through uh, the, the seasons when it, look, it feels like this, this thing is defeating me the truth is it's not going to defeat you it can't defeat you any more than it's defeated Christ has it defeated Jesus no well you're in Jesus so it can't defeat you but to live that out will take a battle sometimes so if if you could give like some practical advice, mm.
1: say someone in a manual is thinking, Oh, I think there might be something there, I'm not really <laughs> sure what to do. Is there something that maybe you can advise them practically, like who they can get around, that kind of thing?
0: Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, I mean really it, for sure. I think that's why community is so important. I think yeah. it's one of the main blessings and benefits of um, small group life being able to talk with other Christians especially with people who got further on in their walk with Jesus people who've been Christians for longer than you people or at least people who, who've maybe walked some of these battles before and, and just getting to them talking these things through will make all the difference the, the, the horrible things when you feel like you can't talk to anybody and then you're stuck really stuck and it gets worse and worse and worse you know the conversation that opens things up can be the life changer and mm. talking it through the mature Christian mm. Someone in the church who's able to support you and pray with you and talk you through will be massive.
1: I think it's understanding that uh, we are a community (coughs) of people who who who've been forgiven first, and we've we've understood forgiveness. So judging doesn't shouldn't really come easily to us. Mm. I I found that so helpful uh, in knowing that when I've struggled with stuff or when I feel like there's just bitterness in me which I can't, I, I can't resolve within myself. Yes. Um, speaking to somebody who's further, a bit further along the journey, somebody, I can think of some incredible people we have in the church alongside us who, who, who when you hear their stories, they don't come to you saying, oh, we're all perfect and we've led perfect lives and yeah. we are the second coming of Jesus. No, that's not, that's not what how they claim to be. Their stories are stories of shocking things and horrible things mm-hmm. and, and yet they know they've been forgiven. And mm-hmm. from that place of forgiveness, uh, they help you walk through the forgiveness process. So I think community is such an important thing. Yeah. And I think if, if you're in the position where somebody comes up to you and, 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 and asks uh, for, for help with their forgiveness process, don't judge, I think that's a big thing. Yeah, that? Just, yeah. just love them, mm, put your arm around their shoulder. Yeah. Tell them, God forgives us, live yeah. in the fullness of your yeah. Hey, you should ask me to preach so on this Sunday. I am doing a really good job. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, do it. This, this Sunday, this, this is the <laughs> video way. going We've, got, um, <laughs> two we've got two minutes left. we two minutes left. left. Um, thanks for like, so much for your time. Mm. What are you doing next Sunday? What can we look forward to? Yeah,
0: so we're finishing this this season on The Creed. We're talking about um, uh, the, the, what, the the final statement, I believe, in... The resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. Yes. So there's two things. Resurrection of, of, of people, not just Jesus, but others. Yeah. What does that mean? Looking forward to that and the life everlasting. What does that mean? The thought of actually living forever. Is that real? Is that is that weird? Is that even a bit uncomfortable? Or is that a positive thing? And, and That's that's what the subject is. Who wants to live forever? Do we? And why? And what's so good about that? And Yeah, that's the subject. Whoa, and then it's fun. Christmas after that. Well literally mm-hmm. the next day. Uh, no, it always is for, for me. Is it I always feel being, all the
1: time. I feel like you are at uh, Christmas.
0: The, the gift. The gift. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're starting we're starting with our advent series straight after that, yeah. which is you know, fantastic. We are doing six five. <laughs> <laughs> we are doing five concerts
1: across the city. Yeah. Uh we are emmanuel.com forward slash the gift. About uh, one of our uh, Christmas concerts near you. You're a so yeah, Oh, Thanks, mm. guys. Yeah. Uh, stop. It's not good on that trajectory. But thanks so much for for your time. Thanks, Joel. Pleasure. Thanks, guys, for uh, thanks for tuning again. in. Same mm-hmm. time next week.